and you You will ask What will you do when you find me? Don't be scared of yourself Hi, I'm Dawn And I'm Ashley We would like to welcome you to the Work It, You Are Worth It podcast Where two friends sit around and talk about healing, growth, and healthy relationships Hey, Ashley Hey, Dawn, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm amazing. Good, good. How's your week been? Well, I mean, it's only Monday. I said it's been a long week at the beginning, and yeah. out that you were like, it's only Monday. Um, so it's, it's it has been a good week though. Today was ended amazingly. Do tell. Well, so I was getting ready to leave work for the day, and now this is I've been at my job. This is the start of week five this week. And I was getting ready to clock out for the day and walk out. I just touched base with my boss. And as I was leaving, my boss's boss, uh, the VP of the company, called me into his office. Um, and I went in and I was like, yes, sir, how are you? What can I do for you? And he just wanted to congratulate me. He just wanted to tell me how happy he is that they brought me on board and how he has heard nothing but great things about me. And he knew he would, but... They weren't quite expecting me to hit the ground running quite as fast as I have. He was relaying his gratitude for the fact that they brought me on board to this company and that they were, he was very pleased to have me on board. Wow. How'd that make you feel? Well, it made me feel a couple of things. Um, Okay. First, it made me realize how much I need to work on accepting compliments. I just, like, immediately I was like, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. And ready to just like duck and run and just let it roll right off my back and not give it a second thought. Um, And then my second thought was, wait a minute. Did you just hear the VP of this hundred plus employee company call me out by name to tell me how thankful he is to have me as an employee? Like, I needed to hear that. I needed to take that in. Um, and thankfully, that was my second thought, was to go, holy wow. <laughs> like, I'm really doing this. I don't have experience in this. This isn't dog training. And and I'm doing it. And I'm doing really good at it. And then my third thought was, we need to talk about self-doubt on our podcast tonight. <laughs> All right. So that's where that was leading because two hours before he said that to me, I had walked out of a door thinking to myself, how the hell am I going to do this? These guys are probably thinking they have got the wrong person. I am in way over my head, just full of self-doubt. And I find that I do that a lot, right? I'm much better now than I used to be. However... I doubt myself a lot. Another example, we decided we had to have our kitchen cabinets and countertops. They have to be replaced. They're crap. They have to be replaced. Before I decided whether or not we needed to hire an installer, I first had to call my dad and brother to see if they thought I could do it. Okay. Helped out. Even my 11-year-old, like, she took a test at school on Friday, and she came home, and now this child just got accepted into the uh, beta club, which is the smart kids club. Wow. Congrats. She is in 
Thank you. Um, she is in sixth grade. She is taking seventh and eighth grade classes, high honors, nothing below an A as far as final grades go, her entire school history, right? Super smart kid. So she gets home on Friday and she says to me, Mom, this test was really hard. I probably got like a 60. And I'm like, oh, Cam, come on. You did way better than that. Nah, nah, it was really hard. I probably got like a 60, Mom. So we had a whole conversation about doubting ourselves and then we had another conversation about how if it is a 60, as long as we did our best, it's okay, right? Like, yeah. if we don't understand things, we just need to ask. Like, we had a whole bunch of different conversations. And today I get home from work and she says, Mom, you remember that test from Friday? I got a 92. <laughs> Self-doubt. She's working with these horses. My, my, again, my 11-year-old, where she's horseback riding, she's working with these horses. And there's this one horse, this little four-year-old female. And Cameron describes the horse as attitude and aggressive. It's Cameron, through and through. attitude and aggressive. Hello, kid, that describes you. But she's terrified of this horse. Well, they really, the people who own the farm, really want her to ride it. And they're right. Like, like, you need to get on that horse. You've ridden every other horse in this farm. You can ride this one, too. Stop being scared of her little attitude just because she's just like you. So, but she doesn't think she can. She's filled with self-doubt. She is terrified of this horse because she does not have faith in herself. She's freaking jumping horses bareback and cantering bareback about their neck. Like, but you're afraid of this four-year-old little horse. Like, I get it. I've seen the horse pin its ears and come charging up at her, and it's never hurt her. <laughs> I get it, but that's self-doubt. How many times in our lives, in my life, has self-doubt prevented me from going for what I wanted to go for? So I love this topic. Um, Self-doubt is very, very dear, near and dear to my heart because I, as well, I, self-doubt is just something I've always struggled with. And I'm going to be honest, I think I probably always will in some way in my life, whether it's putting new cabinets in my kitchen and being able to do that or um, starting a podcast, starting a meeting, absolutely work, my skills as a mother, as a sponsor, as I mean, right, the list could go on for hours. Because I, you know, it's like, I just have never, I never was taught to trust myself. And I think that's a big thing about with self doubt is to be able to trust that what my capabilities are, and that anything I can do, or I want to put my mind to I can I'm capable of doing it. And if I can't do it, I'll just keep trying and get stronger until I can. And right. if I can't, then it won't hurt anything. Right, or I will ask for help. Which brings in a whole nother layer of self-doubt of asking for what I need and not feeling that I am less than because I asked for help. Yes, or bothering. Or bothering. Yeah, that's a good one. And I am not, I, I'm a very intelligent person. I, I logically know that I am a very, very intelligent person. I can, I'm very quick to pick things up. Um, I'm very good at the things that I, I put my mind to doing, but I never was taught to, to believe it, to trust it. Right. 
Like I can, like for me to say that, it's like I'm, you know, I'm entirely intelligent. I'm smart, right? I've taken an IQ test. I know how smart I am. I know what I'm capable of doing, how quickly, like I can, that's just a, that's just very factual to say, but I don't feel it. I know that there's things that I can do. And I know that there's things that I, like I can do it without even trying. Like, I don't know, I don't know, like that numbers, my memory. I I have a great memory. Mm -hmm. You tell me some numbers and you need me to tell you those same numbers in an hour, I will remember those numbers and I'll tell you those numbers. If I go and do something and I physically look at something and then I go two days later and you say, hey, remember that? I can, like, I can mentally picture exactly what I saw two days ago. Right. Um, I know that I am amazing at that. But if you take me to work or or you take me on a game show, I'd say you take me to game a game show and you give me a picture and you let me look at it for 20 minutes. And then two days later, you put me in front of an audience and say, was that dress red or yellow? I'm going to be like, uh, 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 I don't remember. Sorry. I stopped yep, out. Exactly. And I know even when I know I'm good at these things, I still doubt it. So. The question would be, how do we deal with that? How do we get through that? How do we get better at it? Is there a way to get better at it? I think that's a very multi-layered question. Is there a way to get better at it? Absolutely. I think getting better at it would just mean I don't doubt myself. I have faith in myself. I trust myself. Those things are the opposite of doubting myself. Uh, So yes, it is something we can get better at. I don't know that... Like you said earlier, I don't know that it'll ever go away 100%. I mean, sure, there's probably people in this world who don't doubt themselves ever. I don't don't know. know. I don't think so. Seems pretty foreign to me. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that they don't do it all. I still feel that everybody has some sort of self-doubt. I'm going to use your cabinet example. Calling, got new cabinets, can I do this? Let me call someone, find out what it entails, especially someone that knows me. Knows me and knows the job. Exactly. Let me call and get their opinion. That's not self-doubt. That's just let me get all the possible information that I need to make an educated decision. That's true. However, the second phone call to have to get validation that you're capable of doing it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What I didn't say is there was also a third and a fourth, and I ended up going to Lowe's. (laughs) So there's where you, that's right, there's where the transition into self-doubt happens, right? You couldn't even trust calling your dad, who knows you, known you pretty much your entire life. Uh Has been putting in cabinets and countertops. Just as long as I've been alive, if not longer. So the person that would know that knows you and knows what it, it entails fully, just because he said you could do it, which you should have been able to trust, you still was that, well, can I though? Can I really? Mm-hmm. Let me get yep. somebody else's opinion. And there's that's one of the things I think and we, we talk about that in you know in meetings too, so much about right, having to go to 50 million people until we get the answer we're comfortable with. If somebody would have came back to you and said, yeah, I don't think you could could do that. Your dad, who's done it forever and knows known you forever, says you could do it. But that one person says you can't do it. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't do it then. That's true. That's absolutely true. And well, so 
in all fairness, the conversation was a little different. I get like where you're going with it. it was It was a little bit more like, depending on exactly what you plan to do, you could do it, but this is your house. So why would you not put a little into it? And then if you get stoned, you really don't want to do it. And then if you're doing that, you might as well make it how you want it. So why not rearrange it? And then if you're going to do that, then you might as well do this. And then it was like, all right, guess I'm not doing that. So it ended up being a bit more. But following, had it just been that simple, like, yes, yes, you can, you're absolutely correct. Had I then called a third or a fourth person and then been like, "Mm, you probably don't want to do this. Right? Like, I went to Lowe's. And they were like, yeah, you probably could do it on your own, but we'll clean it all up. And we'll... and I was very easily like, okay, yeah, you guys can perform. <laughs> it would have taken one person to say, nah, you probably, you don't want to do that. I'm like, yeah, no, we can't do that. Sorry. Yeah. And then there is the perk of what, like what Home Depot, whatever one you said, is doing, right? There is like... Yes, you can do them. You can put them all up. That's great. But then all the, it's all the crap that goes along with it that you also have to do. Do you want to do that? And I think those are things where have to be considered. And so right, the other party gave you a point of view that maybe another point of view. Oh, I didn't think about that. So I think the self-doubt part really comes into you can't go to 50 people to search for the answer. You can't search until you find the one that says you can't do it and then agree with that either but you have to go to a person that you trust if you, in this case where you're asking someone's thought and opinion on something you have to go to someplace somebody you trust you can't just go to anybody yes you can't go to the hardware store for milk yeah and and that kind of also leads me into the other side of self-doubt though right like there's some things in life we just can't do i am five foot three 110 pounds you try to lift 75 yards of fabric And it weighs more than I do. I just cannot do it. I certainly cannot pull 75 yards of fabric that weighs as much as I do out of a tube 10 feet in the air on a little tiny machine balancing on my shoulder. I just cannot physically do it. I do not have the strength. Now, that could play into self-doubt. That could make me doubt myself if I went down that path. And years ago, before my recovery, I would struggle with things like that because asking for help was verification of my self-doubt. In my survival mind, the fact that I could not lift a roll of fabric that weighed more than I do from over my head, balancing on a cart, balancing on my shoulder while driving the cart would have somehow been this verification that I just wasn't good enough. When in reality, all it is verification of is that damn roll of fabric is heavy. That's it. I'm 110 pounds and that roll of fabric probably weighed 150 pounds. And it's probably 10 foot long and I'm five foot tall. Yeah. Like center of gravity and balance and slide. It just doesn't work. So really, if I don't ask for help and I end up breaking something myself, the fabric, the machine, the building, or knocking a rack over and dropping it on top of a $50,000 machine because... I didn't want to ask for help because I didn't want to doubt myself. Mm-hmm. 
instead of acknowledging that, hey, this is something that is out of my control. I just can't do it. It, it. it is too much for me. Let me get someone to either do it with me and help me, or there's three guys standing over there that are 200 pounds and six foot two and can haul a hundred pounds over their shoulder with their pinky. Let me just ask someone for help. It's, it's okay. That doesn't mean that I'm not good enough. That is not a verification of my self doubt. That is a verification of center of gravity and Newton's like, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, but isn't that in a way self care being able, like knowing that I physically cannot do this and I would harm, could harm my, but could potentially harm myself. And it is not in my best interest because I need to take care of myself and I could injure my back permanently. Well, yeah, that is self-care, but tell me that that's self-care when those four guys are standing there going, are you sure you don't want a hand with that? No, nah, man, I got it. Leave me alone. I got this. It's self-care when the five-foot-tall person refuses to ask the six-foot-tall person for help from the shelf and they climb up the shelf on their own. Is that self-care? No. no. Not at all. But I'm still that person that is going to climb a freaking shelf instead of waiting for somebody taller to come over. But I think that's something that has to be looking at things outside of just the one box that we've looked out of for the for our entire life. I think that's that's part of something that has to happen. Is is part of the process? Is hmm? Should I ask for help? Is this smart for me to do? Could this harm me? What is the risk of me doing this? Well, that's not going to be good. I'm at risk. I need to ask for help. And again, it's not about, it's, I understand the self-doubt part of it. Like, I, I don't want people to think that I'm less than, but the, the problem with it is, is we don't rationally think about self-doubt from a, a, a place that, a place of, um, I think you could have probably stopped there. We don't rationally think about self-doubt. Yeah. We don't think about it at all. It's just there. And then it's just like, nope, I can't do it. Oh, yes, I can. Oh, I doubt myself. I must do it because I doubt myself. It's either, at least for me, it's either this all or none with self-doubt. So either I doubt myself and I play into that fully. I can't do it. I'm a failure. I'll never, I won't even try. I can't do it. Or I doubt myself. Therefore, I must show myself that I can do it and everyone else too. Oh, exactly. And but there's so much gray area in there. There is. So the question is, how do, is that something that you go about changing that thought process? How do you change self-doubt? I think, I think part of it comes from recreating the relationship with myself, rebuilding the relationship with myself. Typically, when I doubt myself, it's because... I have told myself time and time again that I'm not good enough, that I can't do it, that I'll mess up, that so-and-so won't be happy. It won't. Typically, that's how it starts. It starts as it's such a slippery slope, like the snowball going down the hill, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So it starts out with, I can't please him, and then nothing I do can please him, and then no matter what I do, it's not good enough. And then nothing I do is ever right. And now I always doubt myself. And now I never trust myself. And I don't have any faith in myself. And, and it just snowballs. And it gets bigger and it gets bigger until it's so big. The self-doubt and the self-deprecation. And it's just so big that we have zero connection with ourselves at all. 
And I believe that the way to end the self-doubt is to take that same snowball that just got bigger and bigger and make it smaller and smaller and smaller. Pick away at it piece by piece by piece with authenticity, honesty, integrity until it's gone. So I'm going to share a story with you, with the listeners. I have a sponsee who has been scared. She drives, but she drives to work, drives to she will drive 15 minutes out of her way to go to her parents' house just so she doesn't have to take a road. She will not go to, she will not take the highway. She does not like to go near the highway. She, the other night, went out and she was mapped. She said, I mapped out every possible way I could go to avoid this one road. And so we've been working on that because in her head, there's no way I can do that. I can't do that. I just can't do that. So I have to ask, because I know all the listeners are wondering, why are we avoiding this road? Because she doesn't think she can do it. The what is? we're scared. We're scared, right? Fear. So she, something happened. She went to this out this one night to this bowling alley. She was, like I said, she mapped this out. And something happened on her way when she left. And she drove home. And I said, how did it go? She's like, I just drove on autopilot. And she just, she's, because this major thing happened, it was with her bank. So she was a little freaked out. She drove down this road and didn't even think about it. Never once doubted herself because she didn't think about it. She just was so on autopilot. She was distracted by the bank and her mind, she was not in her, she was in her non-conscious living. Exactly. Well, by doing that, the next day, she had to go to her parents' house. And like I said... She would always go 15 minutes out of her way to avoid this other road, completely different road. And she's like, she was so excited because she did that night before. She's like, I'm going to take this road I've never taken before. So she did it. She went, (laughs) she went to her parents, got to her parents' house, took the shorter way, did it, left, decided she was going to go back the same way. She says, I wanted to make sure it wasn't a fluke. So I did it again. So she drove the road again and then drove the road back again. So even... <laughs> I was laughing so hard and you couldn't hear me. I was on mute. I was left. She wanted to make sure it wasn't a fluke. So she did it again. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Sorry. It is the funniest thing ever. But there's another situation of self-doubt. After actually doing something, she still doubted herself to the point that can she do it. So she did it again. We can go to that level of self-doubt where even after we've done something, we still doubt ourselves. We still doubt it. Because it might have been a fluke. I've done that. Beginner's luck. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I'm not really that good. This is just beginner's luck. I do it all the time. Actually, that's my go-to excuse when I don't want the person I'm doing something with to think I am better at that thing than they are. So, like, I'm really, really good at archery. I, I don't do it often, but it's just... Anytime I pick up a bow and arrow, I, I'm really good at getting the arrow on the target, like bullseye on the target. I used to do it at Girl Scouts camp with a regular bow and arrow. And Nick and the kids, right, Nick's a hunter, so he's got a crossbow and he's got a longbow. And we sight him in during the, the off season or just go out and shoot just for the fun of a little contest in the family. And any time that I would be better than someone, if I sh- I'd shoot first and if I was, oh, beginner's luck, first shot, just luck, I would, just, just beginner's luck, I'm not really that good. And 
then I would catch myself intentionally throwing off or right. Not, not like aiming bad, but like not paying as much of attention or looking away just a little bit or, you know, just losing focus intentionally. So I wasn't as good. Instead of it being, I'm good. I can't help it. I'm just good. This is, this is my thing. I'm good at it. You being good at it doesn't make them less than that. You're better. Like you're, you're, you're just good at that. And well, and you know what that eventually turns into pretending not to be good at something right. eventually turns into believing that uh-huh. I'm genuinely not good at it. That's kind of, that's, that's sad. It is really sad when you think about it that way, isn't it? Like how many times do we, I, how many times I can tell you, I look back over my history and my past and even just as recent as today and yesterday, how often I... I pretended I wasn't as good at something or I pretended one thing when it was really another in order to make someone else feel better. And how many times that then I don't get what I need or I I start believing what I was pretending and it never had anything to do with the other person. It was all just me in my own mind believing that if I didn't do that, they would feel badly. So then I would shoot my arrow bad to make them feel better when, for all I know, they could have felt just fine when I shot my arrow right, but I would have believed, continued believing in myself. So I want to take this in a little bit of a different direction. I have spent a lot of time, especially when I got into recovery, of judging my history, my childhood, as not being comparable to someone else doubting the legitimacy of me being in this program or in a program meaning doubting that my childhood was justified or was bad enough to justify me being having the 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 struggles that I have minimizing your traumas exactly and that's where I was headed with it and I'm going to just use you and I. We have two opposite, in a way, extremes here. You grew up very in a very tumultuous, abusive home. And I did. I grew up like you were physically. Oh, yeah. It was loud. It was chaotic. It was violent. It was, I mean, physical fights were a daily thing in my house. Right. And you were very much a Between part of Between adults and children, children... Absolutely 100% involved in that between whether it was adults or children, children on children, adults on children, children on adults, adults on adults, it didn't matter. Physical violence was a day-to-day thing in my home. And you did not grow up in a financially stable home either. Not at all. Food banks quite often. Yeah. I, on the other hand, grew up in your what everyone would think was this perfect little world um my dad my mom didn't work she didn't have to work my dad was very he provided extremely well we lived in the best neighborhood in um the town that i grew up in we built a a, a brand new house in the 70s from scratch it was a huge house two-story from the outside my look my life looked perfect i was not physically abused my mom, my dad did physically abuse my mom. However, I am equivalently the same level of codependent that you are. Absolutely, yes, without a doubt. 
I once saw this meme. It's funny, I'm going to talk about a meme. But I once <laughs> saw this meme, and it had two dogs on it. One was a Golden Retriever, and one was, I think, a Boston Terrier. Okay. You know, big Golden Retrievers, about 75 pounds, tall Boston Terriers, about 13 pounds, short in length. And it had these two dogs, and both of them were standing in a mud puddle. The Boston Terrier had mud up to his chin, and the Golden Retriever only had mud to his ankles. And it said, the same mud puddle can be very different for two different people. It's not about which one was worse. Because while, yes, there can be levels, pain is pain. Trauma is mm-hmm. trauma. Once you get on a survival-based life, that is a survival-based life. Yeah. There's not, it's not like, oh, I'm this level of survival base or versus you're this level of survival. No, we both lived off our survival instincts. And those survival traits, those survival instincts that we lived off when we were children no longer apply to the life we're living now. It doesn't matter if your survival instincts were being an introvert and not feeling any feelings and my survival instincts were being an alcoholic and being violent. It doesn't matter what those survival instincts were that we relegated to. The part that matters is that we had to use survival instincts to get through. Therefore, we have these issues. So I would struggle and I have struggled with doubting myself at times that I would be, I would have anything to offer to someone that could not, that I could not relate to because my childhood was so different. And so I would have these doubts about my ability to sponsor, to be able to add value to meetings, to be able to bring anything to the podcast because I felt that in a way, I would minimize, I was minimizing everything because I doubted the validity of what I was going through or what not what I was what I went through. Yes, absolutely. I, I see exactly what you mean. And I think part of where my self doubt started to grow again, it's still there. It's, it's something I know that I'm always going to have to work towards reframing it. But I feel like that's when my self-doubt started to take a real big shift was the first time I resonated with someone. And I realized, wait a minute, it's not about the details. It's about what you and I, and use just you and I as an example, how you and I interact how you and I connect. And so it's it made me realize, wait a minute, Dawn, don't minimize what happened to you because what you happened to you and how you felt and you the fact you were, you know, people abandoned you. The people who were supposed to love you and were supposed to be there for you abandoned you. I think that where our self-doubt can really start to take a turn is when we can see ourselves the way others see yeah. us. And that's what it so is. To- To hear you say, that is, yeah, to hear you say that you didn't believe that you had anything to offer uh, because you didn't have, right, just you and I as an example. Um, To hear you say that, it it actually shocks me. I don't know if I've ever heard you say that before. 
because from the very first time I heard you speak, it resonated. And I knew, right, You, we've never, we, being in Coda, we talk about our childhood. We mm-hmm. talk about what brought us there. We talk about our histories. And being vulnerable, as you and I both are, we shared a lot about our childhoods. So I knew early on that you didn't grow up in the same manner I grew up. However, I also knew early on in Coda that you experienced the same survival mechanisms that I experienced and as a result of your previous experiences in the program, you found a new way. And that new way, that idea of how to do this instead of that and be able to communicate that during your shares is what I resonated with. It wasn't, it wasn't the trauma that you went through. It was what you did with that trauma. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to hear that. It's easy to sit here and say, I know. Thank you. I know that. I understand that's true. I've been in CODA long enough to, and have had enough sponsees to see what I, what I bring to the table. However, there is still that doubt that you might ask me something that I can't answer or I might not know. And that's okay. That is part of this journey of being able to say, I don't know, but let's see if we can find out. That doesn't make me less than. It doesn't make me not good at what, at sponsoring or recovery or anything like that. It just means that there are going to be times that I'm not going to know everything. And I think the actuality of of taking that in, taking in the compliment, instead of just saying, I hear you, I understand, thank you, because that's the polite thing to say. Right. But but actually taking that in. And, and that's like with my boss this afternoon when I left work, I was like, wait, no. Because at first I just started to just like, yeah, okay, thanks, and then just go on with it. But then I got outside and I was like, no, stop. Take that in. Like the VP of the company just said, blah, 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 blah. Like actually taking that in, I believe, is where we start another place that we start to nip away at that self-doubt. I hear frequently, and you, and I hear it in meetings all the time, and I hear, you know, I, I hear it all the time, right? I get that, thank you, Dawn, thank you, Dawn. Without this meeting, thank you for starting this meeting. My... Dawn, you've changed my life. You've given me hope. You've given, I hear that so much. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had our, an, our two-year anniversary and uh, and all of the, like, you know, I lost it at the end of the meeting. Like, I, because I hear it all the time. Every day, I hear this when I talk to, to people. But there's still that little piece of self-doubt in me that it makes me emotional when I hear it. Like, I hear it and I appreciate it. And I, but it's like, are you talking to me? Like me? Yeah. Me? It's it's that. uh, Right. Like, it's that. Like, I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. But really, I did that? Yeah. And that's... So a part of me wants to say that a little bit of self-doubt is probably a good thing. I can't imagine never, ever doubting myself at all. The ego that I would have if I didn't ever (laughs) question myself. So I think a little self-doubt is probably a good thing. And with that being said... 
if I don't have faith in myself, if I don't believe in myself, if I don't take in these positive things, how will I ever have any self-worth? And self-worth is so powerful. I choose what I take in. I choose what I say, oh, thanks, and that roll right off my back. Or what I go, oh, wait, what did you just say? And really take in and reminisce on and obsess over. And nine times out of ten, I choose to take those itty-bitty negative snides or the attitude talk back or... Uh, the door slam when they were mad and I, I take that in and I ruminate on that <laughs> but the extremely positive things that those same people say or do I'm just like yeah thanks and off my back it goes whether that is an insult to me or a compliment to me or that is something negative I notice about somebody else or something positive I notice about somebody else I tend to ruminate on the negative. And for me, that is a huge self-awareness that I have to focus on in my day-to-day to let go of the negative, let that negative roll off my back and ruminate on those positives. So every night before I go to bed, um, I do not take my phone with me to bed. I don't take any electronical devices to bed. Um, but I get in bed. And I lay there and I make sure that I think about my entire day. And I go through, what am I grateful for? What good happened? Um, What bad happened? What could I have done differently? What could I have done better? Or what did I handle an appropriate way? And I make sure that I really reflect on the good that I did every day. Because when I do that, I realize that my day was pretty, like my day was pretty good. And when I look at how I lived my true authentic life with positivity and gratitude, I I become more confident in my behaviors and my actions. Yes. But I have to look at them. Absolutely. That which I focus on grows. I don't focus on the, the, well, I, okay, I reacted this way and I shouldn't have done that. And I, you know, if I would have done this and I would have done this and I would have like, like I can, like, I don't obsess about those anymore. Now it's, all right, I did not handle myself. Could have done and handled that in a little healthier manner. But, Next time, I will do. I will try and do better. It's recognizing it, it's acknowledging it, and saying I'm going to do better. And then way I can let go of that doubt, because I know I'm going to do better the next time. Yes, and not beat myself up for it. Right. And and at the same time, focus on those good things that I did in the day. Focus on those good things that the people did in the day. Focus on those good things that happened. I think it's important. When we talk about self-doubt and we talk about focusing on, on resolving self-doubt, I think it is important to, yes, acknowledge the things that I've done negatively, the things I need to improve, and focus really hard on those things that I did right. Because the more that I notice that I have done right, the more I will notice that I do right. 
And that's what changes a mindset. You and I talk a lot about our, our past, but I, we're sharing a lot of, you know, we're putting ourselves out here. So we're sharing and willing to share all of ourselves. And we do talk about our childhoods a lot. However, there gets a point where we let that, we have to let that go. We have to let those behaviors in the past go and look towards the future and look towards doing things better and differently to be able to nourish ourselves with the positivity to know that we bring and what we bring to the table. And knowing when we don't know something, it's okay to ask for help. And yeah, it, we don't have to know everything. It's okay not to know. Right. But that doesn't, that's not self-doubt. It just means I can't actually, know everything. It's actually self-awareness. Yes. Honestly, right? To know that I cannot pick this heavy-ass roll of fabric up and move it around takes a lot of awareness and actually takes some courage to be able to say, hey, listen, I can't do that. I'd love to help you. I wish I could help you. I feel bad because I can't help you right now. However, I can't do that. And anyone that, that would get upset, bother them, that's on them. That has nothing to do with us. If I physically or mentally or emotionally, I truly cannot do something, there, then other people's thoughts, feelings, and opinions are none of my business. Exactly. And should not play a part or of any part of self-doubt. Well, Ashley, I think this has been a great conversation. Great suggestion on a topic. Thank you. It has. It has. It's kind of seemed like the thing to talk about tonight. Yeah, I really like that. Good. We'd love to have people um, submit questions or topic ideas. We want to really get back to what you, you know, you're looking for. I know I've been asking people, hey, any topic ideas? Any topic ideas? Um, so if you have any, please um, submit them. You can do that through the website, workityouareworthit.com. Check out past podcasts. New ones come out every Tuesday. Ashley, um, thank you again. Yes, thank you for another wonderful conversation. And uh, I look forward to any questions or I really love like the letters. I, yeah. I really enjoyed doing that. The question that that person sent in and then the letter that we read. I, I really, really enjoyed doing those two podcasts. If anybody else wants to submit anything, please, please do. We look forward to it. And it's just been, it's been another great night. Yeah, it has. Well, thank you and talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks everyone. Have a great week. We'll talk to everyone next week. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it.